You're listening to Diary of a Congresswoman, a series of conversations with Teresa Ledger-Fernandez. I'm Mary Charlotte Domandi. The National Guard has been in the news because of the role they played during and after the January 6th insurrection. Teresa met with the National Guard at their armory here in New Mexico. Are you still in New Mexico? Yeah, I'll be here through the weekend. So why don't we just talk a little bit more about New Mexico today? I know you met with the New Mexico National Guard, and the National Guard has been having um, a pretty tough time in D.C. working under pretty difficult conditions. What are they saying to you? What are some of their concerns? So the New Mexico National Guard, they were really happy about the deployment. So, and, and maybe it's because our New Mexico National Guard made sure that they took care of each other. So they actually were in a hotel, the ones that I met with. Their shift was from 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 3 a.m. in the morning. And they said, so even though it was a 12-hour shift, sometime it would turn out to be a 16-hour shift because it just would take so long to get through everything they needed to get through. Their hours were really long. They were protecting the northwest quadrant of the Capitol premises. So as they said, we had great views (laughs) of the monuments. And I think they were really proud of the fact that they got to go up there and do it and that they responded quickly and that they participated in it. They were from all over New Mexico. Uh, You know, I asked them, like, where are people from? They started shouting, you know, the different cities and you know, it's from the north and from the south. And somebody even said Phoenix. <laughs> so I said, so, you know, that's New Mexico. We're so welcoming. We even let somebody from Arizona be part of our of our brigade. And there was not a grumble among them. I mean, for many of them, they had never been to D.C. before. All of them got to go into the Capitol at one point in time and, you know, see the rotunda. They were initially in the Capitol Visitor Center. That's where you see all of the pictures of you know, they're all sleeping on those marble floors and stuff like that, but they were not sleeping on the marble floors because they had arranged for a hotel. It's interesting to think about the National Guard because they're front and center right now. And normally you really don't hear that much about the National Guard and sort of what they do and what their interests are until you need them. It's sort of like the immune system or something, you know, until it's needed and, you know, kicks into action it kind of has a low profile. And that's exactly what it is, because as you're thinking about it, the National Guard steps up and responds to crises and emergencies. And the National Guard, beginning in 2020 in New Mexico, they have been our go-to, we need more people helping. When I go get my COVID test, because I'm a frequent COVID tester since I'm flying back and forth and, you know, want to be as careful with everybody as possible. It's the National Guard that are my first people I talk to. And they are always positive and helpful and nice. So they've been out at Navajo. They said some of what they were doing was sometimes just in front of Walmarts telling people to remember to put on their masks. So they have done everything from going to just encourage people to put on their masks at some of our big box stores to actually helping out delivering health care to going to D.C. and having their guns with live ammunition. I mean, they were prepared if there would have been anything violent to 
to repel it. And they talked about the fact that for some, this was the first time they'd have to go out with live ammunition. But they also, what I told them, one, I always get emotional when I talk about that day and, and the attack on the democracy, not because it was a I was in fear for my life, but that it was such an attack on something I loved so much. And so I got a little emotional talking about what it was like and how awful it was to have that attack because they referred to it as the incident on January 6th. Right. <laughs> you know, they they did their job by having such an overwhelming presence at the Capitol. There were no incidences. There was nothing. It was from their perspective of what they were doing, uneventful. From our perspective of watching an inauguration and watching the peaceful transfer of power and how beautiful it all was, it was marvelous, but it was marvelous because we were surrounded by an armed presence, which shouldn't be there. But they, you know, they did their job. They kept the peace. So it's like, isn't that great that they kept the peace? But it was really wonderful to hear them be so positive about it all. There was not a grumble among them. And then the other thing is that, like I said, they many of them had never been there before. And they were so proud of how they had responded and that they were there and that when they said, how many can you send? You know, first it was 40, then it was 80, then it was 100, then it was 200. And they were so proud of the fact that they had such a response and that they were there. And then the other wonderful thing is to acknowledge that, like you said, it's the immune response, except for we need to remember that everybody who went, not only do they leave their families, they also leave their work. So, you know, if you're a teacher or you were a firefighter or a police officer or working wherever you were working, you have left that job for two weeks or a week. So they are true community, right? They are everywhere in the community. You know, there was a public defender in Santa Fe who, you know, he was National Guard and he ended up doing a couple of tours in um, Afghanistan or Iraq. But, you know, it's that kind of, they're in our community, they're among us, and then they answer the call and they go. It's interesting because, you know, you, you don't think about the fact that they're in some kind of funny hybrid between having a full-time job and and being on call for something that also can be a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. And what I don't truly realize, because most of the guard people I've known in my personal life have joined the guard after being in active service. And it's actually not the case that a lot of the guard, this is their first time in a military setting and sometimes they'll go to active service after being part of the guard. I, I had always thought about it the other way, but he said, no, that many of them are not. In fact, the adjunct brigadier general that I met with, he came through law enforcement. But they And they were young. The officers I met with, they weren't as young. But when you looked out at the larger crowd I met with, they were young. And then the other thing that the National Guard, I mean, they just, they were so excited. They wanted to share everything about the National Guard with me. It was really wonderful. You know, they have these programs for at-risk youth. And they said a lot of the Guard people come in because they have a very good tuition assistance program. So that if you basically do your service with the Guard and do the basic training, all of that, and you go to a state school, your tuition is pretty much paid for. So it is a way for 
kids who might not have the means to go to university to be able to go have it paid for and then also have this ability to have the income stream from serving in the guard and new mexicans you know among latinos and native americans we have such high ratios of serving in the services they uh, you know for for lots of different reasons so when you meet with them do they have some interest? Do they have something that they're trying to accomplish through meeting with you? Is it just like relationship building? Like what, you know, what happens? Congress impacts all kinds of things, including their budget. In this instance, they wanted to make sure I was aware of what they do and what they are doing in New Mexico so that we were aware of their programs. Like they were talking about this youth program and would you be willing to when it happens again, to speak, because these are at-risk kids who've dropped out of school, and we like having people speak to them to show them there are lots of different things you can do in life, and there's lots of different stories of how you end up succeeding. So, you know, lots of things from they want to make sure that a congressperson understands what it is they do and the role they play. And, you know, I knew a lot of what the National Guard did, but boy, was it illuminating. I I was really excited because it was like, I didn't know all of that detail uh, about the National Guard. And and now I do. And so it was great. And it was also my very first, that is the other kind of exciting thing. It was my very first physical meeting in my district (laughs) because, you know, everything's been by Zoom. And so, you know, I actually went out to the National Guard armory and met with them. And so it was kind of my, this was my very first maiden, uh, you know, I'm a congressperson coming to meet with part of my constituency. That was also pretty neat and fun. Was that made possible by the fact that you've been vaccinated? Yes and no, it was possible by the fact that they're all there. There really isn't a way to go meet with them on Zoom because there were hundreds. But I mean, the safety protocols were in place. The safety protocols, yeah, they all had their safety protocols. Everybody was sitting, the big facility, everybody had their masks on. I've been vaccinated. They've all been vaccinated. Not all of them, but they all had the opportunity to be vaccinated. And so most of them were all vaccinated. Yeah. And everybody had their masks on. And where the commander spoke was fairly far away from everybody else. So I spoke where the commander spoke. Well, thank you. Hasta mañana. Hasta luego. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. Please go to congressdiary.com for more info and other podcasts and to connect with us on social media. And if you have any questions or comments, including questions for the Congresswoman, please email me at diary at radiocafe.org.